Y'all, when I was a young mom, I remember praying and begging the Lord to give me a way to make money while I was raising my kids. Somehow it felt like this magical dynamic that I wished could happen, but had no idea how to make it happen. Well, I feel like, especially with 2020, mompreneurs are on the rise. Women pursuing business from behind their laptops. And Melanie Mitro is one of those who accidentally stumbled into something she did not know she was going to be so passionate about and has turned it into a massive business to where her husband was able to quit his nine to five and he works with her. So in today's episode, she shares tips and pointers for any of you who've ever thought to yourself, I want to monetize my passion. I want to work from home. I'd love to pursue what I love while raising my kids. If that's you, then you're going to want to listen up. She shares a lot of wisdom in this episode, and she even shares how she tackled the challenges of a husband who was not supportive in the beginning. So listen up in the life hack segment. She also shares her little tip for how she gets everything done at home. You're going to want to listen to this episode and you're going to want to share it with a friend. Listen, it's 2020, guys. Anything is possible. And especially in the digital sphere, e-commerce is the largest leg of business happening right now. And so this is the time to consider if you've ever considered starting your own hustle. All right, listen up. Let's start that intro music. Hi, and you're listening to Java with Jen with your host, Jenilee Samuel. Okay, well, thanks you guys for tuning in today. I'm super excited for today's uh, guest, who is Melanie Mitro of Chic Influencer. And uh, I met her on Instagram, actually, after having listened to one of her podcast episodes, and I threw it up on my stories and then we just somehow made a connection through Instagram and uh, so she's been such a sweetheart to answer some questions of mine and then to make time to do an episode this morning so I'm going to be picking her brain she's a business entrepreneur she's a mom and a wife so the challenges she carries are similar to a lot of the challenges you guys are familiar with so that's why I wanted to have her on the show so thank you Melanie for taking the time to join us and and share with us your wealth of wisdom on this topic. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Okay, so I was telling you that I had, uh, I think I found your podcast, Browsing for Business Podcast for Work. And um, when I threw it up on stories and tagged you, I was so surprised that you responded. Um, But then you were such a sweetheart, and I could tell that you really love what you do because of how you were just, you were just so supportive and helpful. I was like, okay, this is someone who really loves what she does. She doesn't just do it for the paycheck. (laughs) Right, right. I do. I really do love it. <laughs> okay. Tell, tell our listeners a little bit of what exactly you do, a little bit about yourself and your background. Sure. So, oh my gosh, my journey is kind of wild and crazy. So let me go just give you like the shortened version, but I actually have a degree. My undergrad is in psychology. So I went to school and I really wanted, I sort of wanted to be a therapist, a counselor. That was kind of the the path that I was going down. And after I did my undergrad, I knew I had to go on and get my master's degree. And so while I was working um, with kids on the autism spectrum, but also kids with behavioral disorders, I was getting my master's degree in special education. And then during that time, you know, my husband and I were really beginning to think about 
starting our family. Um, and I was very vocal about wanting to be a stay at home mom. So we were working really hard to save every single penny that we could to, you know, grow that savings so that when the time was right, we could make that call, I would be able to walk away from my job. So I pursued, I continued to get my master's degree just in case, you know, so I had that to fall back on so that I knew that I could actually get a job that would support our family if need be. And I finished my master's degree. We had our second little boy and um, I quit. I quit my full-time job and became an official stay-at-home mom. And it was about five months after having Bryce, who is our youngest, that I was having just a hard time bouncing back from having kids. You know, I was really struggling with the postpartum journey. A, a lot of it was weight loss related. Just I, I was struggling with my confidence and emotionally. And then the, I think adding that transition to not really having a job anymore. And, you know, stay at home mom life was great. I never want to complain about it, but I really was missing that connection to other people that I got from working. Yeah. And so I found, actually, I posted on Facebook so crazy because I'm a very private person. You would not know that now. Um, but in 2011, very private. I only would share when we would go on a vacation or we had one of our boys or it was an anniversary or, you know, just like a special moment. I wasn't somebody that was just constantly making updates. But I posted on Facebook about eating celery and trying to lose weight. And um, and somebody that I went to high school, my husband went to high school with, reached out to me and said, hey, I think I can help you. And so I was introduced to a company called Beachbody at that time, which I had never heard of network marketing, direct sales. I'd never heard of this at-home fitness programs. I kind of heard of P90X and Insanity through infomercials, but I'd never done the workout. So I, after sort of looking at her Facebook page, and the fact that she had this amazing transformation, she had two kids and she was a lot like myself. I related to her story. I was like, sign me up, tell me what I need to do. <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm in. I was definitely at my wits end. And so I would put Landon and Bryce down for a nap and I would go down to our basement and I would work out every afternoon. And so I really, I fell in love with the community because there was this Facebook group and everybody would talk in there about their workouts. They would share nutrition and recipes and meal plans. And so I really started to connect with the ladies in there, a lot of young moms. And so I found friendship there in community. And then for me, it was nutrition. So I had a very just, I don't know, bad view of dieting and, and food. And I had never really understood the concept of fueling your body with good quality nutrition. It was very much like low fat, fat free, smart ones, 100 calorie pack. You know, I learned the value of nutrition, reading your labels and pairing foods together. And so I was just anybody that would listen. I was like, did you, have you ever heard of clean eating before? <laughs> and so I was like starting to educate people around me of nutrition while I was kind of going through this process. And so people kept saying, you know, you should be a coach. You should do, do what I do. And I kept, I kept saying no, because I didn't feel qualified. I wasn't a fitness expert. I wasn't a nutritionist. I didn't have any kind of certifications, but you know, from understanding the business, it wasn't about that. It was more like you're supporting other people on their journey and sharing what you've been through. And so I did, I just, it was July of 2011. I decided to go for it. I signed up with Beachbody as a coach 
and I started a blog. So my business started with a blog called Committed to Getting Fit. And every week I would show up and I would do recipes, my weekly meal plan. I would talk to other women about getting your kids to eat healthy foods, you know, how to handle traveling and late night snacking, like all the things that women struggle with. I would blog, I would blog my story and I was kind of taking women on the journey with me and it started to take off. You know, my blog started to really catch some momentum and my Facebook started to really grow and I was building my Instagram and I was kind of building this business business in like the cracks of mom life. And the cool part about it is I noticed that there was actually a significant business opportunity with Beachbody. So I started to like lean into business and strategy and building my team. And so I have grown this incredible business over the past eight years with Beachbody. And I've just learned so much about, I love public speaking. I have podcasts now, I do live events. And so I just started another company um, last year called Chic Influencer. So now, yeah, so now I mentor women who wanna grow and scale a business. And that was kind of how our connection was, like you were telling me business ideas. And, and that's, that is my passion and you can definitely hear it in my voice. So I was introduced to business through direct sales and now um, I still do that, but I really do, I'm a business mentor and I love it. Love teaching people strategy and marketing and storytelling and all of that stuff. So, so yeah, so here we are today, you know, it's the wild, it's the wildest journey of life, but I wouldn't change it for the world. That's so cool. So you went from aspiring counselor to technically you're still kind of counseling just on a different platform with a different voice, you know what Absolutely. I mean? Different, yeah. different targets. So you're still using your gifts. What I see on your platforms now is you are like no nonsense when it comes to discipline and strategizing and putting the time in where it, where it's required. So how did you make that? Because a lot of my listeners are moms and they are juggling kids and I mean, you know, when kids are young, as they get older, it gets a little easier to have side gigs and side hustles. But when they're tiny, it's like you can't control your schedule very well, you know, because they do. <laughs> and so how did you make that journey from tending to your kids and working in the cracks to building a business intentionally without feeling like you're neglecting the first? It's not an easy. It, this is, I'm going to walk you through the program. I may make it sound easy, but it was anything but easy when I was in that process. So I would say it is hard and I really don't believe that there is anything. There's just not a life balance, right? You're all, there's always one ball that's dropping when the other ball is up. I'm either being a really amazing mom and a really amazing wife and a crappy business owner, or I'm being, you know, an amazing business owner and a really crappy mom and wife, right? So like that sort of is, so I'm just trying to kind of keep all the balls kind of in the middle was the way that I looked at it. But when Landon and Bryce were little, very little, and and I really do believe that having a strong purpose, like being rooted in why you're doing what you're doing, you have to have that. Otherwise, doubt, fear, insecurity, um, excuses, they're going to creep in. So for me, I was immersing myself in entrepreneurial, you know, personal development. So I was listening to books like The Compound Effect and The Slight Edge. And so those basic books, when I first launched my business, were in, were really foundational because they gave me the mindset that nothing happens overnight and that a business is built with discipline and consistency. And so I took that serious. Like I took that advice 
as as the way to follow. And so I knew that if I wanted to build a following, if I wanted to create my voice and have people that trusted me, I needed to show up consistently. So I started to rearrange. So I bought a calendar. That was the first thing I did when I launched my business because as a stay-at-home mom, you're not on anybody's schedule except for your kids. You know? And so we did. We were like, should we go to the park today? Sure. Should we, you know, grocery shop? Sure. And so I I started to create structure where there was no structure before. So I got a calendar and I started to run the day. So I said, okay, I'm gonna get up at five in the morning. This was the first one of the first things that I did and so in my voice yeah they weren't sleeping through the night but I knew that the only way I was going to build the business was to start carving out some pockets in my day and so I didn't I didn't want to be reactive I didn't like waking my kids waking me up and then me going I have to post on social media and I need to respond to those emails and you know and so I was like well I'll get up early and I'll do my workout in the morning and then I'll, you know, do a little bit of business before the kids wake up. And then I felt like I was ready to mom. And so I would have this, this desk calendar and I would have these blocks. I would block it out. And then I would say, okay, every day we'll be home for nap time. I won't skip their nap. I won't move the nap. I'll create that every single day between the hours of like one and three, they will go down for a nap. And so I did that. So noon, we would start the routine. And the minute I put them in their cribs or in their bed, I would run down to the kitchen table and I would type as fast as I could until one of them woke up, which before that was like TV time or I would take a nap or I'd do laundry or I was getting dinner ready. And so all of that stuff that I was doing before now was like when they were awake, we were doing laundry together. We were, you know, running the sweeper. And so, so I would have this pocket and then I would do it usually again at night. So when I was watching TV before, um, I was now sitting with my laptop doing, you know, an hour, um, at night. So, yeah. So those were some of the things for me that really helped, you know, we're just sort of having these pockets. And then on the weekends when Matt was home from work, then he would get the boys up in the morning and get them moving, you know, and then I would sit in the basement and do a little bit of work. So that was the beginning. Once I started to create some income, I hired a babysitter two days a week for three hours in the morning so that she would come from like nine to noon. I would do lunch and and do more hours. And so that, so I started that. And then um, once they started to go to school, that helped. So until they were both in school full time and now I'm able to work, you know, my, my job, but I still have this flexibility. That's awesome. So I love, though, what you were talking about of, like, just building some guidance to the day. Because I feel like even when kids are little, the structure that we introduce to their day actually helps them, too. Mm -hmm. And I feel like as a stay-at-home mom, I definitely – because I had four boys within, like, six years. And so – it was like survival of the fittest for a long time, you know, and you have boys, so you understand the boy life. And, um, and I I feel like what you just said about carving out those moments that kind of become like anchors in your day, it sounds like that morning time, that nap time, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like we can't control the whole day and the whole schedule and trying to do that will probably make us a little mad and crazy in the head because we can't, it's impossible. But those certain like pillar moments in the day that gave you kind of some anchors sounds like was enough to give you those, even those disciplines into your life and into your schedule that probably steered you towards that consistency that you needed to really keep the ball rolling. Yeah. You know, and the other thing too is it's about what you do during those pockets of time. So, you know, women, a lot lot of times you're like, well, I have this time carved out and they just sit down and go, what should I do today? And so they scroll social media and they look at everybody else's stories and they check their email and they try to get inspired. And I learned really early on that I needed to actually have a list. So I was like, I'll never open the computer screen or turn on my phone unless I have, I know exactly what I'm going in there for. Yeah. So it became, what are the activities that are going to produce the results that I want? So, you know, even to ask yourself, is what I'm doing the thing that's most important? Is it actually producing? If it's in, like most of us are running a business. So I have to be doing, we call them IPAs, income producing activities. Mm -hmm. And so I got really, like even right now, I have this to-do list on my desk and these are the things I need to get through by the end of the day today before the kids get off the bus. Yeah, I love, and I feel like I heard you talk about that in one or two of your podcasts. I'm sure it probably comes up a few times in income producing activities. And I love that. I noticed that I started experiencing, I feel like knowing yourself is also so important. Like I'm super relational and I will easily put the day on hold to go have a coffee date with somebody, especially being a pastor. I'm like, oh, this is important. You know, it's like, they need this. This is still part of what we do. But I noticed that I could go so heavy on meeting the needs of other people and helping friends with their businesses and giving away closet edits as a stylist, you know, that I really wasn't making any forward movement on my personal goals, like learning how to preach better or um, doing, making digital products that I could maybe sell and monetize, you know, and different things like that. So then when I started structuring my day where I'm like, you know, I'm just going to give even an hour a day to this priority. And, but doing that every day, I'm getting a lot more done than when I would sit down and just be under the gun, you know, to try to reach a goal. And so that's what I hear. And what you're saying too, is like structuring those priorities in, being consistent with it bears the fruit that you're looking for. Yes, absolutely. And just knowing what that balance, like you just said it, there's a balance there between the two. You know, I have to build my personal brand, my personal business, my customer base, but I also have to manage and lead the people I do have. And so even within my work day, if I only have three hours to devote to my business, it's like two of those hours are my personal business and that branding. And then an hour is spent with the people that I need to serve. And so even making sure you have that coveted personal business time versus serving others, that just, that ensures that you aren't getting off balance. And I do gut check myself a lot on that front. That's so good. That's so good. Okay. So what, um, I I have this question for you. What are some principles that you have in place that guide and protect, which you've kind of hit on in a little bit, but, um, walk us through like your quality time and the strict business boundaries that you alluded to that help you protect those different responsibilities. Sure. Okay. So this is the one that women struggle with the most. And every time I'm speaking at an event, this is every hand goes up 
in the room. Uh, and it really is just women get are getting so burnt out, especially when they're marketing and using social media to grow a business, right? Because they feel like they can never get away and they're always connected and women feel that need to respond right away, right? So as soon as something, you know, as soon as a message comes in and so I can't, I mean, this has probably been seven or eight years I've been doing this now. I do not have the notifications on my phone turned on. So Instagram, I don't know when somebody comments. I don't know when somebody sends me a direct message. I don't know when I have a new follower um, unless I go into the app and look at the notifications, right? Yeah. I don't, it's the same thing on Facebook. My messenger on Facebook is turned off. So when I'm on my computer, a lot of how I communicate in my business, Facebook, right? So it's Facebook messages back and forth. And so for a long time, I would be in the midst of writing a piece of content. It would be like, ding, beep, you know, and all these inboxes are popping up and I'm, I'm over here typing a piece of content, but then I'm answering this message. And before you know it, I'm watching this person's live video. And yeah. so I was super unproductive. And so I just turned the chat off which means just the notifications just go into the messenger. So I would have messenger open um, or closed. And so then it was like, okay, I'm only going to answer messenger when it's time to do my messages and turned off the notifications for my phone as well for Facebook and messenger. Same thing with my email. I don't have emails that are dinging. So when you look at my phone there, like right now there one notification I guarantee you there are 50 million things that are going on in my social media and so that alone took away that pressure because I mean I can remember sitting on the floor doing puzzles with the boys and, I, and my phone would ding and then I would grab the phone and so then I would be answering a message and they would be you know wanting me to do the puzzle and I was always feeling sort of distracted and never really present so that alone turning it off was key really key and then there are just these no phone times in our in our house so when the boys were little it was like certain pockets of the day from 9 a.m to noon right or from 12 it didn't mean i didn't have my phone on me it just was i discipline myself not to open it not to open the apps not to go look at the notifications and so that in, in dinner time from five at night until about eight, you know, it's like I am with my family. I might take a picture. I may post on my stories, but I'm not talking to people for the most part. You will notice these long periods of time where I'm just not around. And I do that intentionally because if I'm always on, I'm always feeling depleted and I'm not creative. I'm anxious. I am agitated and irritated. And I've learned I've learned that you can build a successful business by setting boundaries. And I think that's something women just don't do. People are still going to purchase from you. If it even if it takes you eight hours to respond because you are at work and you have a full time job or you're with your kids that day. So I just think that you we have to tell people just like we d discipline our kids and we tell them what's right and what's wrong. You have to discipline yourself to say these are my office hours and then you have to be you have to communicate that to people. So, you know, you have to be OK with that. You have to say if you have a team you work with, I'm not available during these times. I will. So something that I just started doing is for a very long time, I worked at night because my kids were little and I was home with them all day. So that was my life. 
And it, when my kids went back, when they went to school full time, I still kept that routine of working at night because I just felt like I had to and because I'd done it for so long. And now that they're getting older, I don't want to work at night. Actually, now that I'm getting older, I don't want to work like I used to do at night. So I started to tell my team, hey, I'm not doing night calls anymore. I'm getting my family time is now like phone will be done at five. I may check in randomly if they have practice or, you know, they're playing with a friend, but I'm not, I'm not available. These are my office hours and you know, my inbox doesn't blow up anymore. Or if they, it does, they're like, I know you're not around tonight, but you, you know, get to this in the morning. And so I've conditioned my people, my team, even my audience to know when I'll respond. And it's perfectly okay. That's so great. Discipline is so important, which I feel like as stay-at-home moms, it can be easy to not realize how undisciplined that we are because I feel like we're constantly working in, in the urgent category of life more than the important category, you know what I mean, with yeah. little ones. And so I feel like discipline allows us to kind of make that transition from urgent into more important so we can lead even more peaceful lives. Like you said, you don't mm -hmm. like when your kids come in and you just like wake up and like the kids waking you up and you're like, ah. And I've, I noticed that about myself too, because especially on a Saturday, if I'm sleeping in and they'll come in, mom, can you make pancakes? Mom, can we go to Dollar General? Mom, can we do this? Mom, can we do that? And I wake up with like stress already up here because of all the demands. And so I don't necessarily love a 5 a.m. wake up call. You're so brave. <laughs> But I love the concept where you're like, hey, I'm going to wake up and do what works for me before my kids are up. Right. And that's so huge. And the consistency of doing it because it's easy to do it for a week. Now, you mentioned here discipline and consistency. But um, and these are principles that have aided in your success as an entrepreneur. And you mentioned discipline and consistency. But you also mentioned belief and hustle when it counts. Can you go into those a little bit more? Yeah. So, you know, discipline and consistency are key. So just being disciplined to do the business activities you need to do to grow your business, even when you don't feel like it, right? So that is like when the alarm goes off and you made the commitment to work on that project, you get up and you do it, you know, not because somebody is saying you're going to be fired if you don't do it, but because you know that you made that commitment to yourself. And so that's important is just being, is having discipline. And I find that that even is the same with weight loss and nutrition. I have to be disciplined to push play on the workout, even when I when I don't feel like it or when I'm tired or I have to choose to drink the water, you know, over the Diet Coke or, or whatever, you know, so it's the same thing. And it's the same thing with, with business. And so it is this discipline of I'm going to do the hard things because I know they're going to pay off. And then consistency is you can't be that person that is sometimes on and sometimes off because that people notice that right so even when I was first building my foundation I wasn't getting a ton of response but people were watching they were trying to decide whether Melanie Mitro was legit or if this was just some fad that she was doing she was just doing this health and fitness this clean eating because you know just because that's what everybody else was doing but what happened is because I consistently showed up not just week one not week two but week 20, 30, 120, 250, right? I just kept, and that consistency with showing up and sharing and adding value and teaching my audience through social media, that consistency and discipline is what made people go, I'm gonna join you 
tell me more. I need to lose the weight or I want to do what you do. And so, you know, that discipline and consistency has carried me for the past nine years. But then, you know, what happens is you can kind of take the pendulum and swing it too far. And so hustle when it counts is something that I've learned, unfortunately, the hard way. So I am an all or nothing, not all or nothing, but I am like all all on all the time, 24 seven, like I am a goal getter, I'm going to make it happen. I'm not going to stop until I get what I want. And so I unfortunately, I've burned myself out and, and in a very unhealthy way. I've talked about that pretty openly on my podcast and on my social, but it to the point where I was actually physically sick, you know, or I was just lacking creativity or I was resenting the business. And so what I've learned to do is hustle with intention. And so I'll give you a very relevant example. It's it's the end of February right now. And for the whole month of February, when we were planning our calendar for the month, we knew that this was going to be an insane month. We, I had multiple speaking engagements, traveling across the country, launching a course, um, doing, still managing all of the customers and the team that we do have. And so there was like the like teeny tiny bit of downtime that I was going to have. But I knew come the 28th of February, I was going to be able to breathe. And so I hustled. I just knew it was going to stink, but I was willing to do it because I knew what the payoff would be. I knew what what it was going to do for the business. But then I intentionally rest. Right. So even yesterday, I slept for an hour and a half on the couch before the kids went came home. Right. You know, this weekend, I'm like, I will sleep in. I have brunch planned with my mom. So it's really important that you hustle when it matters. Like you don't make excuses for your goals, but then you also make sure you rest. And so that just has allowed me to make sure that I'm always creative and um, and I'm always somewhat balanced my, and I'm protecting my energy and I feel like I'm serving myself uh, while growing my business too. So hustle when it counts. Oh, I love your honesty though about how you're like, hey, I burned out. Are you an Enneagram three? Yeah. Totally. Okay, so am I. So I have hit burnout too. And getting all the things done is of course the constant temptation. But I love how you're like, hey, you just got to learn. And I love the beauty of the fact that we get to learn by making mistakes. I feel like sometimes we can be so hard on ourselves as women, as mothers, because we want to do things right. We want to raise our kids right. We want to do our business right. We want to make a difference. And the fact of the matter is we're going to learn more from when we make mistakes than from when we do it right. And so I love that you're transparent about that because I think everybody can identify with it to some degree. Okay. So I want to to kind of get to your course and your planner that you have launched. Now, it sounds like they're two different things. So maybe let the listeners know, because I'd love for them if they are listening to your to the feedback you're giving and hearing all of the expertise that you're offering, I want them to go check out your resources. And I know that you've got your podcast. They can follow you on Instagram. It sounds mm-hmm. like you have a course they can check out. And then the planner, which is such a practical tool. So give us the, give us the scoop on all that. So... 
We did launch, so in 2019, so that would have been a little over a year ago, we launched Cheek Influencer and we launched our community. So I get the honor of working with other women that are either getting ready to launch a business or own a business. And it we have a lot of women who own Etsy shops or Shopify sites or are small business owners, you know, boutique owners or um, online businesses as well. And we do have some direct sales in there but we really help women with the process of launching, growing, scaling, troubleshooting, things that come up in building a business. So we have this online community, but we launched a social media planner because a lot of women who are trying to create a presence on social struggle with how do I actually grow my ideal audience? And, you know, let's face it, TV advertisements and newspaper and infomercials, really, that's not where people spend their time anymore. So, you know, even big corporations, you see everybody running ads and showing up and having this this presence on the platform. And my business partner, Katie, and myself, she's an incredible, she was a seventh grade literature teacher and um, and she's really good at storytelling and I'm really good at strategy. So we created this planner that teaches people how to storytell in a very strategic way on social media, but it's a planner to actually plan out your content. You look at your analytics, you analyze what's working and what's not. And so we really help women find their voice. So we launched that in December and it is amazing. Like I can't believe the overwhelming positive response that we've gotten and how it's transforming people's businesses. And then we also just yesterday actually announced our course. So we, Katie and I just have this ability to like strategize. Okay, you wanna launch a podcast? Here's how you do it. You need to have a group. You need to have, you know, a people, a launch team. You need to have an email list. You got it. This is your way you post about it. And so we created an entire course that teaches people how to launch a product, a course, an idea, a business, an event. And we basically took everything from the past, you know, nine years that we have done and put it into a course that people can buy and then they can actually implement it based on their product service or business model that they have. So that is so fun. We love it. That's something else that we enjoy doing is just the marketing side of it. So um, we do tons of stuff. You have to check us out at chicinfluencer.com. That's where everything is at. You can follow my account, Melanie Mitro on Instagram. And Facebook too. So, and then the Chic Influencer page. So, yeah, we're like out there doing it and we're helping people and it's so much fun. And I love what it's like teaching my boys about just, again, that discipline and consistency, following your passion, doing what you love. And it's been a fun journey. I love that. And I love that you put together things that are so practical, like as a creative. And I'm sure there's other creatives that deal with this. Like I will get the vision, I will get the plan, but when it comes to figuring out how to create step-by-step process to get there, I swear my brain short circuits and I'm like, I don't even know what to do. I don't know where to go. Someone actually, when I found your podcast, I had been talking to the Lord and I was like, Lord, I need someone who can like hold my hand and that help me figure out how to make this happen. And -hmm. then I found your podcast and then we started chatting on Instagram and I was like, okay, maybe this woman has tools I need, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
super excited because that's literally like a lot of times, unless you're super balanced or you've put a lot of years into trial and error, you're going to be on one side or the other typically, you know what I mean? Of creative or logical without, without a whole lot of ideas, you know? And so I love that you guys have put this together. I'm planning on getting your planner. I just hadn't bought it yet. And so I'm totally planning on getting it. Okay. So last thought, now that you shared so many great strategic ideas, what is one life hack that has like saved your life in the practical, in the most practical sense? What's a life hack? Oh my gosh. I love it. So this is like my favorite, like life hack is you have to get help, right? So moms, women try to do it all and think they can do it all. Right. So the most important thing, and I remember the moment where I was like, I need help. I I can't do it anymore. I was upstairs in my, our master bedroom and I was cleaning the bathroom and the boys were in the cul-de-sac with my husband and they were playing kickball. And I just like had a scrub brush in my hand and I was like, we, we need help. Like there's on Sunday afternoon, it's beautiful outside. I'm working like a dog all the time and now I'm cleaning the house And so I had said to my husband, like, we really need some help. And so it was at that point where we sat down and we, we did hire, you know, somebody to help clean the house twice, twice a month. And my husband and I decided that, you know, okay, let's share some of the responsibilities because you are building this business too. And so he would cook on Tuesdays and Thursdays and I would cook Monday, Wednesday, Friday dinner. And so we began to divide and conquer. So I think The most important thing is not being afraid to ask for help. And and it can be simple things like a cleaning lady, like making that investment or just splitting up the responsibilities. Um, But for us, that just... I'm not just the stay-at-home mom anymore. That's, That's my sole responsibility. We are we're both creating income and we have to learn to share those responsibilities. And that really worked well um, for us. That's so good. I, you know how many times I've thought to myself lately, I would love to have someone come in and clean my house. (laughs) I just need someone to do it. Thankfully, my four boys are old enough. They all do chores. And so the whole house can get clean in like an hour if they're at work or if they're putting their hands to work. Um, Mm -hmm. Does your husband help with the business or does he work independently? So he left his full-time job. It's going to be five years in May in April or May. So he now, so when the boys were little, right. So five years ago, he was doing like, he started to do preschool drop off and pick up, you know? And, and so he didn't really help with the business because the kids were so, so little. So I was doing a lot of that, but he's kind of transitioned. So he does all of our financials, does all of our trips. We do a lot of things like team wide, Um, and he just really manages the financial side and the back end. And he does do a lot of the day-to-day stuff, you know, the grocery shopping, you know, just the upkeep, the laundry, um, just kind of our, our management. And so then, because I really do like, this is our business right now. So, so yeah, I mean, we flipped roles completely. He worked full-time corporate, you know, for a long time. He worked for Heinz. He was in their procurement department, um, for a very long time. So yeah, it's been a crazy role reversal that we've had. He'll always joke like, man, you're not the woman that I married, right? Like he, this, I was the stay at home mom and here I am the, you know, breadwinner of the family so yeah it's kind of wild how that all flipped that is so wild now I thought I saw that you had made a post on Instagram that when you first had the idea of starting a business he wasn't totally on board with the vision that you had and that you had to kind of prove like oh no I'm making this happen 
Yeah. Was that, cause sometimes I think that's a real conversation, you know, between couples, like him being like, oh, is this just another fad? You know, are you going to grow out of this in two months? So tell us how that kind of worked its way out. Yeah. Yeah. He did not support the business whatsoever. You know, he thought, oh, this, these things don't ever work, right? People don't really succeed at building their own businesses, especially online, virtual and direct sales too. So, you know, I mean, neither one of us knew anybody that was super successful in direct sales. So I just, again, I'm very stubborn. And I was even saying this to my business partner the other day, we were driving down the highway, we were, we were at an interview and I said, you know, Katie, I always get what I want. And I was like, not in a bad way, but like when it comes to my husband, I will wear him down, right? And that I will prove to him, I'm not nagging, but that's the way that I did the business, right? So I knew if I wanted Matt's support, I was gonna have to show him the money. And that meant that I was gonna have to not play around. I wasn't gonna waste our time. I wasn't gonna waste our money. I was gonna make sure that I was doing my part to grow the business. And so I had to prove it, right? I just didn't have automatic credibility with him. So I did, he watched me get up early, up late, work cracks, do my best, even though it wasn't always pretty. But when the money started to come in and I was having success, it was like I got a little bit more credibility. And even though I was working way more than I was getting paid at the beginning, it started to make that transition. And but then I had to prove that it was viable. I had to prove that there was longevity. I had to show him that I could scale and grow. And so there was just this element of just like you have to prove yourself to your audience on social media, you have to prove yourself to your loved ones. And so for me, it was not being pushy. It was not being, it wasn't throwing in digs. I was very respectful about, I never go like, see, I told you so, or, you know, I don't rub it in his face. And, and so for me, it was just like, I'll show you, let me just prove to you by my actions. And I also try to include him. So Matt's strong suit is financial. So I would ask him, can you make me projections? Can you help me understand the numbers? Can you run these reports? And I would ask him for advice because he did work in corporate. He did manage people. So we would have that discussion of how to how to work with people. So I involved him and made him feel part of it. Um, but I let him sort of like work through his emotions and how he was feeling because it it was a shift of the way we had originally planned to live our lives you know so but communication is everything right like it doesn't matter if you are running a business or not just being you know married you have to communicate when you throw kids in it's even crazier so just learning how to play on each other's strengths and and just really give and take a lot of give and take absolutely i love that i love that well i thank you so 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 much for taking out the time to share with all of us i know you run a tight schedule so i don't want to eat up past <laughs> past That's 11 okay. but um but thank you so much for coming on here and um and for sharing with all my listeners and again you guys if any of you want to check out her resources go look up melanie mitro on Instagram, on Facebook, Chic Influencer, look up her course, look up her planner. And if nothing else, um, I'll, you'll see her in my posts as well. And so thank you so much for doing this and for just sharing your journey and um, continuing to invest into people the way that you have. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. 
For those of you who've rated or shared this podcast on social media, thank you. Reading your comments and reviews always means so much to me. Listen, let's stay connected. Come follow me on Instagram at Java with Jen, where you can follow the latest and say hey. It's a really great way to stay in touch. Many of you have also asked how you can support the show. You can make donations through the Anchor app or on Patreon, or of course, by sharing, rating, and reviewing on social media and iTunes as well. Thank you to each of you for your ongoing support. Your heartfelt feedback always reminds me why I do this. Until next time, remember, you've got this and God's got you.